two, three. Come thou almighty King, help us thy name to sing, help us to praise, Father all-glorious, or all-victorious, come and reign over us, ancient of Good morning. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. Definitely glad Haley's here. Um, We're going to invite you to uh, enter in with us. I'm going to say a word of prayer and then uh, the boys are going to count us in. I'm going to read some scripture and we're going to sing. How's that sound? All right. We're doing it anyway. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this time. Thank you for these folks. Uh, spending their Sunday morning here. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to once again lift up your name as, as a community, as a family, as a church, and to proclaim you as Lord of all, our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We ask that you would hear our praises this morning. We ask that you would meet us where we are this morning. We ask that you would make your presence known here this morning. Pour your spirit out upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. There we are. Isaiah 64, 3 and 4. When you did awesome things which we did not expect, you came down, the mountains quaked at your presence. For from days of old they have not heard or perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen a God besides you, who acts on behalf of the one who waits for him. Psalm 52.9, I will give you thanks forever because you have done it. Now we'll wait on your name, for it is good in the presence of your godly ones. Isaiah 62.10 says, Go through, go through the gates. Clear the way for the people. 
Build up, build up the highway, remove the stones, lift up a standard over the peoples. Did you feel the mountains tremble? Did you hear the oceans roar? When the people rose to sing of Jesus Christ, the risen one. Did you hear the singers roar? When the lost began to sing of Jesus Christ, the saving one. You see that God Door. So open up the doors, let the music play, let the streets freeze down with singing, songs that bring your hope, songs that bring your joy. the saints join in one song and all the streams flow as one river to wash away our brokenness and here we see that God you're moving a time of jubilee is coming when young and old return to Jesus Wide you heavenly gates, prepare the way of the risen Lord. So Songs that bring 
Here we see that God you're moving A time of jubilee is coming When young and old return to Jesus Fling wide you heavenly gates Prepare the way of the risen Lord Open up the doors So open up the doors Did you feel the mountains tremble? Did you hear the oceans roar? When the people rose to sing of Jesus Christ the risen one. Praise His name forever. 
by the blazing sun shall pierce the night and I will rise among the saints my gaze transfixed on Jesus Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And for this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise His name forevermore. For endless days we will sing Your praise. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord our God. Oh, Lord.
holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We love you, Lord. We praise you this morning. We're nothing without you. We're lost without you. This morning, we ask you to to visit this place. We ask you to make your presence known this morning. We ask you to show us the way, show us what you have for us. Because I know how badly we want to show you what we have for you. Because we try so desperately to figure this thing out for ourselves. Help us. Open our eyes to what is true. Our holy God. Let's sing that chorus again. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was in days and days to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Just the voices. Kingdom kids, you may make your orderly exit. As they go, I'm going to invite our amazing, wonderful, stupendous small groups coordinator, Kathy Nywinning, to come up and lead us in prayer, and then she's got an announcement for us. All right, I'm just going to give them a minute. There they go. While they're, while they're going, I don't know you, what about you, but I feel that God owes them like a big thanks for that this morning. So let's do that, please, can we? When I think about the God of the universe caring about one small person, it's pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. And so I want to thank him for that this morning. And um, for the things that he's going to do in the body this morning. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we are so grateful that each and every one of us can call you Savior and that we can trust you with everything. And we can believe that you have everything and that you only have good for us, Lord. So if we can remember that and we can give you all praise for the things that you already have done, for the things that you are going to do, and for the things that you continue to do for us, Lord. We want to give you thanks for those things. But we also want to thank you that we can come to this place and further your work in whatever way that we can. So to that end, Lord, would you bless the things that we offer, whether it be money, whether it be talents, whether it be prayers, whether it be just thoughts, Lord. 
if you would bless them all. And we thank you for those things. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So I'm also here, and I don't like the microphone, but I'll try. Um, I'm also here to talk to you all about small groups. I don't know if anybody knows what a small group is. Does anybody know what a small group is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a small group of people. And um, <laughs> literally a small group of people, hopefully. Um, we have a little video for you that shows you just what small group might look like. We hope and pray that's the case. And if it's not, then feel free to laugh along because, yeah. So here it comes. Uh, we're going to do that, and then we're going to go a little bit further into what small group does for people. So here we go. Are you tired of small groups always getting into your business, trying to get you to share your feelings, discuss your past, confess your sins? Are you just looking for a place to kick it, network, maybe get some free grub? Me too. That's why I created what I believe to be the world's first openly shallow small group. We're not here to deal with messy stuff like feelings and emotions. You got problems? You deal with them. You're an adult. Life ain't easy. So stop the pity party. We all have our issues. We don't really want to do life together. Frankly, at Shallow Small Group, we try not to do much of anything at all. You'll never hear us use the term, unpack that thought. We're sure it's packed away for a really good reason. And you'll never hear us use the term accountability unless you're talking about someone who deals with numbers. Hey, dude, thanks for doing my taxes. You have great accountability. And spiritual growth. Who wants growth? I had a growth removed last week. It wasn't pleasant. There's no pressure here to remember each other's name. What's going on, buddy? Oh, hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. 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 Oh, dude. Captain, what's going on? We know you have a name, and that's the important thing. Group discussion? You got tickets to the big game? Sweet. Let's spend some time on that. Oh, you and your wife are struggling financially? There's tension in the relationship? Uh, that's not really the vibe we're going for. We avoid conflict like the plague. Wants cake. <laughs> and there will never, ever be an awkward silence. That's our guarantee to you. We hate bad theology as much as the next guy. And we know the surest way to prevent bad theology is to avoid theology altogether. And outreach? This is the only outreach you'll ever have to do. Some people say we're superficial. But hey, the word supers and superficial. I mean, who doesn't want to be super? Shallow small group. Because when things get too deep, people drown. Won't you join us? <clears throat> Thanks, Tim Strait. Um, yeah, no. Uh, that is not what we endeavor to do. Uh, but if you like that, make your own group. Uh, sorry. Uh, okay, I just have a, a verse or two for you and um, just, a little, just a little pointer from the new book that we're going to be studying and delving into this season. So bear with me. I'm going to read you um, some from Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse 19 and reading through 25. Since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new 
and living way which he has inaugurated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So that is a directive from our Lord to meet together, right? So what I'm going to tell you is that we have small groups. We have six of them, four on Sundays, one on Wednesdays, one on Fridays. They meet every other week, the second and the fourth of each, of each month. If you have not availed yourself of one and you would like to, you can talk to me. You can call the church office. You can contact the people that are on the poster on the left going outside the door. If we have such a great, enormous amount of swell of wanting to be part of the small group, then we'll join and we'll form some more. But I encourage you to do that. Um, The other thing that I just wanted to share with you quickly was just a little bit of something. We are studying Letters to the Church. That's our new um, book for studying from Francis Chan. And if you all know Francis Chan, he is pretty awesome. And he had a mega church, which he he decided he was going to leave because he didn't feel it was doing the work of Christ. So a very interesting, interesting study coming up and what we can gain from it. So I just wanted to read you as soon as it gets where I want it to be. There it is. So it's just a little snippet from his book, and it goes like this. God designed the church to be much more than what the majority of us experience in America. There are many of us who believe this and want change. The good news is that God wants this change even more than we do. And he doesn't want, just want these things. He commands them. We can move forward in confidence knowing God wouldn't command us to do something unless he also empowered us for the task. And from Revelations, it says, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on the throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. So what God wants us, what Jesus wants for us, is to take whatever chances we have to grow, right? So small group is a chance to grow. I have a couple people that are going to come up and do a little testifying to what small group has done for them, so if they would come on forward. One is a, co- is a co-leader of a group, and one is a member. We're going to start with the member of this small group, and I just want you to listen carefully about what small group has done. Juvie, come on up. Okay, good morning. Okay, it was uh, 16 years ago when I moved here and um, attend the church. And uh, when I, while I'm attending here way back then, I really miss something from back home. And that's my, we call it our DG group, our discipleship group. We can call it as discipleship group, Bible study group, small group, but no matter how you call it, the purpose is the same, to equip the same. I grew up with a small group. High school, 
And then um, I already been a member of a small group. College, I also been a member of a small group um, with uh, Campus Crusade. And even when I started working, I'm still be a member of a small group with Campus Crusade. With a, um, we're ministering to professionals. And it really do an awesome job with my life because it helps me to grow in Christ, even in high school. Um, we know that there's some um, peer pressure already in high school. The small group really helped me tremendously, even with my brothers and sister. And um, even my mom is always opening our house uh, for a small group, and it do wonders to our family. Um, my mom is a government employee, and my dad, um, he has, he's a he's work, uh, factory worker. Come to think of it, but uh, four of us siblings, we are all graduating college. And my sister is an uh, RN, my brother is an uh, um, engineer, and my youngest brother is a lawyer. How did it happen? It's because of God's grace with our family and because... My mom is always generous with um, with um, with church and also with pastor and also opening our house for a small group. <clears throat> so why will why will you join a small group? Just like what we um, Kathy already said, it's really help. And I know that we uh, per, for me personally, when we started the small group. We're already going to our fourth, I, if I'm not mistaken. So we're already going for our fourth group, and it's just helped me tremendously. Because my, as, um, it's not easy to be alone here. I don't have a family here. And the small group has become my family, especially when we go through really tough times. That um, I will just open... Open up with our small group, and um, it's beyond the cliche. I will will pray for you, cause they really go beyond that. One time, I really need some ride because I I teach at Rockland, and I said, oh, a friend of mine. At night time, I cannot drive, so and my class is at night time, and I just open up. I said to our my our small group, can you please uh, pray that somebody will help me or somebody will drive me down there? And here you go. They are just didn't just pray. Two of our uh, from our small group really drive me going and going to Rockland and going back. Another thing um, that we have some uh, issues and it's really hard. And then I just said to our small group, "Can you please pray for us? Because like um, I don't know where we gonna have some um, where we gonna." get the for some help for our finances and here they are oh, they just didn't pray for for me or for my family but they even uh, surprised me that giving me I, um so that we have some uh, uh to to uh to so we will have some food for our table And um, it, we, I think we're just uh, we're really blessed because the first time we meet for our small group, we immediately open up. Um, 
I know that one, also, one reason also why we hesitant to join a small group is the trust issue. Can I trust these people that I'm going to be with? Well, I can say with our group, just like what they always say, what happened in Vegas, stay in Vegas. That's also happened with our small group. What, what, but everybody share in our small group, trust me, we really share even the most intimate topic or happening in our lives. But no one will condemn us or judge us that, oh, it's your fault. No. But what I um, feel is just really the love and the care that um, Jesus really wants to each one of us. So um, that's why even like, because we meet every other Sunday and it's 4.30 to 6.30, I will... And, I, and they know that I cannot really drive at night, so they are the one who will really pick me up and drop me off after our study. And it was really an awesome uh, discussion. There's no, like, silly questions. We can ask anything. That's why it's really been helpful for, for anybody who really wanted. Because I think the church, like, I know pastor will entertain questions, but... Um, not all of us will be comfortable to because we might be thinking, oh, they might just laugh at my question. But in a small group, you can ask anything that you wanted to know. And then they will, our leaders will really be helpful. Even the other members will really helpful to share. Uh, okay, ah, yeah, I, I went through that one and this is what I did. And, you know, those things. And... Um, <clears throat> That is also my prayer for my son, that he will also be grew up. That's why I always bring him along with me, even at work. Uh, when I have a meeting, he also go with me, so that he will know, he will have exposure what's going on, um, especially with what's going on, uh, the different topics that is um, that is. Um, our teenagers are going through that been hearing. We're just thankful, we're blessed because my son goes to, to the school here. But going through outside the school, they are really exposed to everything and anything. And um, another question is, is it worth my time to join a small group? Like, you're taking away my time, one hour or two hours. But when you're enjoying what you've been doing, Time flies. The next thing you know, oh, we already been spending two hours, two and a half hours. And it's really become personal that we really know each, each other more in our small group, that we know who's got a sweet tooth, who, know, who, who loves to eat like this kinds of food. So it's, it's really like, and even the networking. Like if you have some issues, like, you know, I have like a, I think one of our members, uh, members of the group, I have a bat in my house, and they hear one of the members, oh, call this company, it, it will help you. So even those little things, so it's really nice to have those networking that you get, or uh, people in the small group that they will, even those sometimes like non, what you call, like Christian things, they can still help you. So it's really nice to have those uh, in place and all uh, that do have you will have more friends right and it's not just 
like uh, hi, hello at church, but you will know people more. And you know that uh, whatever you're going through, there's someone who will pray for you, and which is really important. The last thing is, is the small group help the church? This is, I can really testify, back home with my home church. We just started in house church. Um, the year before I left, we already have our building, which has a capacity of 1,500, and we already have five services back then. 16 years later, we already have our church, our um, school, which is um, people always uh, really wanted to help them, their kids enroll in the school because it's an international school. Even um, foreigners in our country that stay there, like the sons and daughters of those diplomats, will even enroll their, uh, their kids in, in our school because it really gave a quality Christian education which is really nice. And our membership is really that big already, but how our head pastor is still like managed or even because we're like 10,000 or 15,000 membership and counting more. But because we have those small groups, so that's where all the needs of our, uh, our members were met because of the small groups. And whenever like one member will go to other country, they will immediately have a small group started, a small group. So our church will have, already have churches all over the world. And it's really just amazing how God will continue to use our church, our, my home church, for that to really minister to all the members. And it's like, and our building now is like, uh, it's occupied like uh, 5,000 seating capacity, and we still have five services on Sunday and one service on Saturday. So it's really amazing what a small group can do to people because it will spill over even the com in the community that people will be drawn to, to, to the church, to Christ, because of what these people are doing, because of the members are doing. So it's like whether you're in or you're, you're not in with that, with, with the group or with the church, because like the church is really us, the believers. It's not the building. But it's just like um, the more that we're following Christ, the more that it, people will really drawn to Christ more. And I know that here in our church in Harmony, we, we kind of like tainted of what happened, our um, image or that people will uh, say about the church. But with what is God is doing now with a small group and all the ministry, that we're in, so I think the God and the Holy Spirit is really steering into something. I hope we really ride into that one, to that fire. So we encourage you to join the small group, and it will really help the church and also our pastors and the ministry staff. We, I, I'm just so thankful that um, God is really bringing uh, really uh, wonderful um, pastoral staff here in our church, and uh, I hope we continue to uh, pray for them and uh, help them with the ministry, and I really hope that with what happened to my home church, it will also happen here in Harmony, in, in our church, that even with our past, even with our pastoral staff, I think at one time I even mentioned it to, to pastor, I'm almost done pastor, that uh, <laughs> I even mentioned it to pastor that with our with our pastoral staff, 
uh, we really send them to trainings, to conferences. The church is the one who's, uh, who's been paying for it. I said, our head pastor is, is even have his own drivers. We, he's been by his car. And all, and all our pastoral staff have, have their own MacBook. And yeah, and we even provided their houses. So that's because of the generosity of what, uh, what happening with our, uh, with our church. And even our late leaders said, you know, if we, if we can afford to stay in a five-star hotel or, or if we can afford to eat in a five-star hotel, the more so with our pastors because they are our uh, leaders. So hope every one of us will be joined. Just maybe you can just join one group and you, if you think you didn't fit on that group, you can try another group and you will really find some, some a group that will fit with what you need and what you're looking for. So thank you. You really don't need to hear from me after that. I felt I was sitting there thinking Juvie could be a paid professional speaker to sell small groups to churches. I mean, praise God. I have to tell you what a blessing Juvie is in my life and Steve's and in the life of our group. She's been with our small group since the beginning, and that's how we got to know her and to love her. And it, it's been such a joy just to form these relationships. But just, I, I had just put a few thoughts down that I will share briefly. Please forgive me for reading, but in the name of being concise, um, I was trying to do like sort of a nutshell statement for myself. Um, and I said, the small group setting gives us an opportunity to look at scripture and its application to our lives in an intimate setting and through personal, as Juvie said, confidential discussion that helps us to better understand who we are, who we are today, sins and all, so that we can better understand who we are in Christ, and more importantly, who God wants us to become in him. Small groups allow us, as you heard so generously from her her mouth, small groups allow us to build relationships, which help us to build and edify the body of Christ. And honestly, I, that's the first I've heard her, Juvie take it that far, wow, to, to see what happened in her in her home church growing up. God can do amazing things. Steve and I have been hosting uh, our group uh, since the rollout three years ago. Uh, he's been co-leading, he, you know, as far as preparing the study with Jim Whittle. We have worked through several books uh, in these three years that have helped us to stretch and connect to God's word. We have not had all the same people from one study to the next, which really is a blessing. Not that we don't wish those people were still with us, but for different reasons. People have joined different uh, different topics, which means that we have developed many new and trusted relationships along the way. And for Steve and me, that was so important because for those of you who don't know, we've only been here four years. So these small groups have really helped us to build wonderful new friendships in this church body. From the beginning, we've seen God's hand at work, and I think Juvie even mentioned, I think it was during our very first gathering when from this discussion, you know, from, springing from this discussion, suddenly there were tears and lots of prayers and laying hands on one another and this overwhelming sense of God's presence, and we were blown away, just blown away. That's not going to happen every time, and it's not going to happen necessarily in every group. But when believers and seekers come together to know the Lord in a deeper way, believers and seekers, you don't have to feel like you've arrived in your faith, and the truth is none of us have ever fully arrived. But if you're seeking the Lord, 
Great things can happen. Great and mighty things can happen within us. And when they happen within us as part of this body, that allows greater things to happen within this body. Being hosts and leaders may not be everyone's gifting, but it has been a joy for us. Yes, there is some work involved and some commitment to, you know, to being the host, to preparing lessons, but there's so much joy in being a part of what the Lord is doing through this ministry in this church. I encourage you to pray about whether you too might be called to host and or lead. Maybe you have the space and you're not to be a leader, but you might partner with somebody who helps fulfill that commitment together. And maybe not. But please consider participating to see what the Lord has in store for you and for us. Please, as, she, as Kathy said, as Juvie said, talk to Kathy or talk to a, a group leader or somebody in the group. But let's continue to grow in our Lord together. Anybody want to guess what that all was about? Guess? Small groups. There you go. Mike, you didn't uh, read these yet, right? Nope. Nobody did. So I'm, re- I'm, I'm reading the announcement. And if you are a visitor here today, we're delighted that you're here. And um, by the way, I can't, I can't help myself. I wrote some things down here. I'm listening to all this. And uh, my, my wheels were going around. Juvie, where are you? I have a question. I'm going to find out how real this is. Do you make your noodles for your small group? Oh, well, then, that is real fellowship, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. Delicious stuff, right? Really good. Um, Just reinforcing what was mentioned, really, God never intended for us to be lone ranger Christians, but Americans are really good at that. Kind of run it our own way, get a lot of things wrong. And uh, we're really made to be in community. We're designed by creation for that, but we're also designed for recreation, for being in community to be transformed and changed. So I thought about small groups and her description. I remember talking to Juvie when she first got in the church. It was culture shock for her to be in our church. It was. Uh, what she was describing, and by the way, I'm waiting for the uh, limo and driver. And No, that's a joke, Okay. But in that culture, that's how they show their honor to God and his servants. That's that's what they do. We don't do that in our culture. In fact, in our culture, we're way on the other side, if I dare say it. And uh, so that was hard for her uh, when she first got here. And uh, we've made some progress along that line, which I'm happy about. And um, I'm going to just mention something. Uh, In a couple of weeks, we have the Harvest Festival here. This is a big blowout. And we're going to talk about that. And I took a risk this year. And I'm going to just be candid because it fits with what Juvie mentioned. So I'm launching off that. Do I have your permission? doesn't matter. I'm doing it anyway. And uh, there is a dunking tank. For those of you who have been wanting to get back at me for all the mean things I say from the pulpit, uh, there is a dunking tank, and I'm first on the list. This is a, but, but the, the cost is $100 a shot. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what it is, but I'm doing it. And can I just say, when I first got here, I was asked to do that, and I said, I won't do it. And the reason I wouldn't do it is I could palpably feel the disrespect for the pastoral office. That's changed, and I'm grateful. Way to go, Harmony. So that's changed. 
So much so I was willing this year to go ahead and do that. I didn't want to add to that this recently. Yeah, amen. Give yourselves a hand. Praise God for that. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be, now you can say Hawko's all wet. And uh, <laughs> after that morning, you can say that. I'm going to come back to that in a couple of minutes. So way to go. Great report. Obviously, we want you involved in small group for your sake. Not for, you know, so, oh, we have this many people in small groups. Somehow, rubbing shoulders with people on a more down-in-the-trenches level is where growth actually happens. Pastor Peter, when the church grew to 3,000 people, was not personally shepherding, discipling, and counseling 3,000 people. Are you all with me? It was then, they were meeting from house to house. That's where we get the idea. And they were ministering to one another, committing themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word, etc. So I have some announcements, and um, I'm going to give them as the ushers come. I know you thought we forgot our offering today, and you were disappointed. You people don't have enough sense of humor here. You need more sense of humor. So if I could ask the ushers to come, we're going to wait on you for offerings. Let's, uh, uh, Kathy already prayed for it, but I want to pray again for just a minute. Can I pray with you? Lord, we were singing this morning uh, great songs uh, exalting you and seeing the Lamb sitting on the throne. And uh, one of the thoughts that came to me in that one song of fling open the doors, let the music play, it's an artsy song. It's not as sound theologically, but it is speaking truth that we are to shine and we are to rejoice in you and Lord, the one, that, uh, the one that gripped me, there's a day of jubilee coming. That is absolutely true. There's a day, we, we who were raised on uh, prophecy conferences know that Jesus is going to come back. We believe he is the God who was, who is, and who is to come. He's, he's that because he's eternal, but the Son of God is one who came into the world and is going to return. And we know that things are going to go from bad to worse because the scripture is very clear about that. But at the same time, there's going to be this profound ingathering. The spirit is going to move in like my sister told a minute ago about the spirit moving, his presence coming into a small group. When you start doing that in huge ways and large populations of your Jewish people will come into the family of God because, Lord, your word says that's going to happen. And young and old will come to Jesus. There'll be an ingathering in the midst of the difficulty and the persecution. Lord, hasten the day. We're scared to death. But hasten the day and glorify yourself and bring as many into the kingdom, pour life into as many as possible on our watch that we possibly can be involved with. And so help us. As we uh, contribute to your kingdom purpose, this is not our money. It's yours. We don't have any right to rob you. Do it all the time, but we have no right to do it. And so we want to honor you and give to you and, and uh, worship you with our stuff as well as with our hearts, as well as with our words, with our life. Help us today. As your people give, bless them. And uh, continue to, to move on us, Lord. There's something going on. We're rejoicing in that. You don't owe it to us. And the last thing we want to do is sit back in our chair and go, boy, aren't we cool? 
because we're not the ones that are cool. You're the one that's cool. We worship you and bless you today. In the great name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen and amen. Thank you, gentlemen, if you would be so kind. So if you're a visitor today and uh, you'd love to interact with us, I don't know exactly what Juvie said about it. I don't want to hear some of your comments. I don't know, something like that. But we do want to hear. I, I don't know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't quite catch that. Uh, but what was that? I don't have enough time. They don't have enough. Yeah, people don't. You don't have time for me. Uh, ask, uh, um, ask your questions. Put them on the little card that's in the uh, seat. You can find one. Fill your name out. We'd love to talk with you, help you understand what we're all about. We're simply a gathering of people trying to follow Jesus in days where the community doesn't follow Jesus anymore, right? And uh, we're trying to do our best with that. That's why we have small groups. Grief Share starts up this September 16th, 6.30, 13-week course. See the information in the foyer. All ladies here are invited to Harmony Helpers this Thursday, September 19th at 7 p.m. Other announcements are in the bulletin, so you can look there. Um, I have a few things I need to say this morning, um, just kind of setting tone. Uh, one is, I'm thankful, and uh, I just praised you a moment ago. I'm rejoicing, and you guys were applauding. Uh, I'm thankful because the Spirit has been stirring. People have been stepping up to serve. People have been praying. People have been giving. Uh, we have volunteers, and, a, and they had a long meeting. We've had a lot of meetings. Hopefully, we'll cool our jets after today. We have a, uh, what meeting do we have today? Thank you, the church council. I hate to have another meeting, but necessary. Then we should get a little bit of a space, I hope. But uh, thank you for being here and serving those who stayed for meetings, training in junior church. People are stepping up to volunteer there in Awana. Uh, our youth group is growing. Uh, our elders and staff, our elders, uh, deacons and deaconesses are all deaconing and deaconessing. And it's just been fun to watch. It really has. So stuff's happening. And you guys are doing well and appreciate it. There are still places to volunteer, whether it's uh, with children or with our food pantry, or as now that I'm serving on the board, I can say HCS has some places where, that's Harmony Christian School, our, our biggest uh, job here, uh, has some places where you could help if you have free time or a little, and I know time is the big sacrificial thing in our lives, right? That's the big one. But uh, just helping, especially as they're on a Spartan budget this year, uh, some of the younger grades could use aid help, things like that. I told Mr. Barry, I'll, I'll go on bus duty. I'll bring, I'll bring my uh, boxing gloves and I'll go on bus duty, whatever I have to. Hopefully I'll live through it. Pray for me. Okay. So, or whatever I have to do, uh, I'm willing to help out a little. And maybe you can give a few hours here or there, uh, do, my, uh, do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. I wanted to make one comment about um, giving. I know everybody thinks, oh, that's all churches ever talk about is money, and I have to apologize about something. It was accidental. Um, I really try to not have us asking for money all the time. I don't think that's fair. I think if we're disciples, we should be automatically, you know, it's my automatic thing. It just goes to the Lord, right? Everybody know what I'm talking about? Those of you who are discipled, you've been discipled well, you know you belong in church, you know you give, you just do those things because it's part of your discipline as a follower of Jesus. And uh, don't like to have to ask for extra stuff. And there's been a number of asks lately 
Uh, some have to do with our, our friends in Kenya. We were there on the ground. We had the uh, uh, My Choice Center here. There's still baby bottles. If you've got spare change under your couch, find it and put it in a little bottle if you want. And there's been a few things like that. And I apologize that they all kind of came at the same time. Uh, maybe you don't think I need to, but I try to keep the focus proper, you know, if, if at all possible. So my apology, and, the, and I'm apologizing in advance because I have to make one more ask. <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? Uh, and that is, in a few weeks, we do have the Harvest Festival. And um, let me just encourage you, if, if nothing else, if, if you're not uh, hyper-involved, come out and have a hamburger, for crying out loud. you got to eat, right? And uh, they'll have food. They do a lot of fun things. And uh, at least just come out and eat. If you don't have time to help, that's fine. But if you can help, that'd be awesome. And uh, one request that we're making this year, they've, they have a, a young lady, Allison, that's been helping with fundraising, uh, doing her best, uh, taking over for Melissa Marone. And she suggested, and I forgot, my, I left my wallet. Never mind, I'm not telling you where I left my wallet. But uh, I was going to pull out a $5 bill, and she suggested we're, we're going to you know, uh, auction off tricky trays I'm not a gambler, so I don't know what that stuff is, but tricky trays. And she wondered if everyone at the church would just drop a $5 bill in a plate, uh, that would be great. And we'll put it out for two weeks. It's, it's not a big deal, but it's something if you can do. Let me just say this. When it comes to extra giving, you need to hear from the Holy Spirit. I'm not pressuring you. I won't twist your arm about anything unless it's critical mass and, it, and it's so clear to us that we'd be disobeying God not to give. Unless that happens, you have to hear from the Holy Spirit. So don't do anything you don't feel like, oh, I'd like to do that. But last week when we took a, uh, an offering for Africa, it was Dr. Ashley handed me a note and said, can we put a plate in the back? And so I'm going to ask one of the ushers to put one of the spare plates right now when you get a chance. Otherwise, we'll forget. Put it out in the foyer. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. And uh, if you have a $5 bill, drop it in the plate. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of support them with that. This is their biggest fundraiser of the year, is the uh, Harvest Festival. And it's a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm going to get wet. And I'm even, talk about crazy. Let's see, I'm 68. I'm going to be nine in a month, 69. I'm running the 5K. What's your excuse? <laughs> so... I've been in training, couch to 5K. I've been doing it. Tell, tell Jim Whittle when you go home, Mrs. Whittle, I'm, I'm running. So I'm, I'm going I'm to make it. Right. So I'm running the 5K. It's just part of the event trying to make it all happen, okay? So that's what's coming. Last thing. Next week, the brethren that we got to go serve with in Africa are here. Right? Rick and Diane Wilson are here. Rick and Diana, they are coming next week. We are having a pizza meal. There's a sign-up for a potluck dessert. We're making it easy. We're making it easy. So if you're a dessert person, you make sweet tooth stuff, sign up, bring a dessert. We're going to stay. I'm just encouraging you, if you don't have to run, hey, unless you're allergic to pizza, please stay these are folks who are representing us in foreign lands and helping expand the kingdom. And their story was amazing. I won't take any more time about it because you'll hear about it next week. But you know, uh, these have been fine servants of Jesus Christ on our behalf. 
And uh, so stay, visit with them after, after service, have pizza with us. And if you can make a dessert, sign up and make that happen. That'd be awesome. Okay? Had enough? Yeah. Okay, let's pray and we'll go home. Actually, this morning we were, I'm going to ask that you open your Bible and turn to page, the, the black book in the, in the uh, chair in front of you. It's page 1151. If you know your way around the Bible, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm going to read a passage of scripture. We're going to ask those who are serving communion to the congregation this morning. This is for followers of Jesus to worship him. If you would come to the front and we're going to uh, distribute the, the uh, bread first. Then we're going to do body life. There's a screen somewhere. Yeah, body life, 1 Corinthians 12. The screen, you'll notice a very blurry asterisk. What does that mean? I stole it. I stole the title. And it's based on a, the name of a book written by Ray Stedman back in 1972 called Body Life, and it's about the fact that the body, the ministry of the Spirit, working through the body of Christ, through his people, is how the kingdom advances. And, um, and that's what that book was about, Body Life, and so that's what I picked as a, um, as a title to describe this passage of Scripture, chapter 14, starting down in verse 26. You want to follow along, you can. What is the outcome, brethren? When you assemble, each one has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. It goes on and says, If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or at the most three, and each in turn one must interpret. If there's no interpreter, he must keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others pass judgment. But if a revelation is made to another who is seated, the first one must keep silent. You can all prophesy one by one so that all may learn and all may be exhorted. The spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets, for God is not a God of confusion but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. And all of God's people said amen, especially all the Baptists in the room. They love texts like this. You know, someone speaks and goes, well, what is it? where is he going today? Well, whatever. I'll be happy to teach at length on those things. But let me just say this. It should be obvious from this that it wasn't a one-way communication on Sunday. When the saints got together, there was ministry that was active. Prophets spoke, others sat in judgment. Prophets sometimes were the leaders and the elders in the church. And this morning I've asked our elders to minister grace to us while we celebrate around the Lord's table. It's body life. Jesus said, do this ceremony in remembrance of me. What are we trying to do today? We're trying to remember Jesus We've been singing to him, and uh, some of us have a psalm, some of us have a word of encouragement, a teaching, whatever it might be. Let all things be done for edification. It's that word house building, oikodomeo, to build up the body of Christ. So I've asked the uh, elders to be prepared this morning to share, and uh, we're going to go through them. And if we run out of time, we'll just save it up and share it later, okay? So... I'm going to ask those who are serving if they would come now. 
We're going to do this in remembrance of Jesus. And one of the thoughts that I've been having about remembering Jesus and when the church speaks life to each other is, what has he been doing in my life? I'm not just remembering history. I want to think about what he's been doing in the here and now, in my life, ministering to me. So... As we celebrate the table, we're going to distribute in just a minute. We're going to distribute the bread. We're going to hear from the elders, and then we're going to distribute the cup. Okay? And we'll close at the end by toasting our king. Right? There is a king to the king and to his kingdom. Let's pray together. I want to thank you today, Lord Jesus, that you entered the world to rescue us. We've been singing songs this morning about your exaltation, your glory seated on the throne, and that song that talks about the lamb seated on the throne, uh, the one who was slain, God, we're reminded at this table that it was not cheap. It was not easy to rescue us from our sin and make us your children. Thank you for that sacrifice on our behalf. We remember it as we celebrate this table today. In the great name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Wow.
been here a lot longer than me. Uh, Gene Bozick, if he would come, and then uh, Steve Avilas, if you would. Steve, Steve uh, Vatula. Praise to the King of Kings. That was a cool song. My thoughts went to uh, the weekend we had with uh, Gary and Michelle Ingram, and uh, their you know, it. It start, I thought it was going to be a uh, talk about a ministry to the LGBTQ community. I think I got that right. And um, it wound up being about us and the idea about being transparent and um, recognizing that we're all sinners saved by grace and we all need to, to grow. We all need to have an opportunity to, to move forward. Um, now, that's not how I felt about it before. The, uh, <laughs> um, it's easy. It, my natural inclination is to try to do it myself and um, not to open up. But no surprise, that doesn't really work. Transparency works all the time, and uh, it's important. And uh, it's been encouraging to see folks want to do that and develop relationships and grow in, in the spirit. Uh, it's awesome to see that God's working in the in life of harmony. And I just, everybody is insecure about something. You know, we're all sinners saved by grace, right? We all have things that we need to deal with. And so that makes it, the kind of the old saying is the ground is level at the foot of the cross. We all need help. We all need work, and we can do that together. You heard about small groups. Um, I went to a couple of different men, and, and we're meeting on a regular basis to try to just grow in our, our relationship with the Lord, and I think that's very powerful. Um, I got a, a, a new interesting kind of favorite verse, which is uh, Psalm 52, verse 8. And it says, but as David says, as for me, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the loving kindness of God forever and ever. And the idea about a green olive tree, it, it's, it's very strong and very flexible, and it's growing. And um, you got to be like that. You can't be one of those trees that are so mature that it's dying. You want to be green and, and, and growing and developing and pliable and useful and willing to listen to God. That's the idea. Um, pastor even has a story about a, uh, a, it wasn't an olive tree, but it was green, and he tried to cut it with a chainsaw. Uh, <clears throat> that happened a while ago. Uh, 
Um, yes. The other thing, I just, I started to read, uh, I just got the books and I started to read Francis Chan's letter to the church. And I got to share something. I'm going to try not to cry through this, but um, I just picked out a couple things that I just, especially as we're doing communion. Um, he says, there's no greater honor on earth than to be part of God's church. I don't know how often you've thought about that, but really, we're saved by grace. I mean, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. Without him, we're we got nothing. He says, when was the last time you were awestruck by the fact that you were part of Christ's body? We, you walk in the door, and what do you do? I mean, do you? I want to be awestruck by the fact that I'm part of Christ's body, that I'm part of this family, and that Jesus loves me. And then he says, hi, angels. This is a part I have a hard time with. Uh, out of Isaiah chapter 6. High angels cover themselves with their wings in God's presence. And yet you and I are members of the body of Christ. So I, I think it's something we need to think about and encourage myself in each of the... Um, it's a big deal to be in Christ. It's a big deal to be in a part of a body of believers. Um, sometimes we rub each other the wrong way, the wrong way because we're human beings. But it's a God shed His blood. Jesus shed His blood on the cross for us, and He's brought us here for a reason. First Corinthians twelve through fourteen talk about all the reasons why we're here, and it's important that you. I think we just need to be awestruck by the fact that um, Jesus loves me, this I know. Thank you. If you haven't already picked up on it, obviously the theme of today is uh, the movement of the Spirit within our body. Um, we were on vacation two weeks ago. We were in a museum in Washington, D.C., the Bible Museum. If you haven't been there, it's fascinating. And on my phone buzz, it was a text from the pastor. Would you like to speak about the indwelling spirit that's moving in our church? And I went, I don't know. And I put my phone back in my pocket. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. And we just happened to be walking by an exhibit called The Bible and the Media. How the Bible is in TV and movies. And I happened to be walking by a screen with Charlton Heston in front of a burning bush going... Who am I, Lord? And I went, okay, the Lord's telling me something here. So I began to pray, what do you want me to speak to, Lord, about the Spirit? And the Spirit took me back to when I was sitting in the pew. We were here about a year. We had just left the church after a long, hard divorce with that church. I don't need to go into that. But I was so content to just be sitting in the pew, not doing anything, and walking out at the end and having no commitments, no anxiety, no meetings. It was terrific for a while. And then the Spirit started banging on the back of my head saying, how long are you going to sit here? You've got to do something. You've got to do something. That's what you were meant to do. We're not meant to just sit here. So I prayed about it. What do you want me to do? 
pastor came up to me and said, would you consider a position of eldership? I said, well, that's a big responsibility. I don't think I want to get into that. I've been an elder. I know what it is. It's a lot of heartache. I prayed about it again. The Spirit said to me, are you going to be a Jonah or are you going to be Peter? What? (laughs) When I say Jonah, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Ran away, right. That's good. I was expecting someone to say a fish or a whale. That's good. It's not, about, it's not about the fish. It's not about the fish. It's about a man who ran away from God. Was I going to be a man running away from the Spirit telling me something? Or was there going to be a Peter? Or Peter, there's a million examples we can use. But I thought of when Jesus was walking on the water and he said, Peter, get out. You know, Peter said, I want to come to you. The Lord said, come. He didn't test the water to see how cold it was. He didn't take any think of any options he jumped out of the boat and walked on the water obviously when he took his mind and his eyes off Jesus he began to sink but we know what happened he came up so I started thinking am I going to run away or am I going to jump out of the boat well the spirit forced me to jump out of the boat and here I am today um, so here's the challenge and part of my encouragement is going to be a challenge Are you? what about you sooner or later if it hasn't already happened, the Spirit's going to stir within you. Maybe it's already happened, and maybe, like Jonah, you decided, I'm not going to answer that. Maybe you haven't heard it yet. Maybe you're hearing it right now. But sooner or later, each one of us is going to hear from the Spirit because we were meant to, have, to use our gifts. How do I know that? Hey, it's in the Bible. I've got four verses I'm going to read to you real quick. I'm using the New Living Translation because it worked better for me This, in this capacity. Romans 12:6, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. 1 Corinthians 12:7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. Ephesians 4:7, he has given each one of us a special gift according to the generosity of Christ. And 1 Peter 4:10, God, God has given gifts to each one of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts to serve others. One word comes up in each one of those, and that's each. Each one of us has a gift. There's no one here that can say, I don't have a gift. If God has given us a gift, shouldn't we be using it? Why sit there and just keep it to yourself? So what are you going to do? Are you going to be a Peter, or are you going to be a Jonah? If you decide to be a Jonah, I'm going to warn you, don't go near a big body of water. Stay away from that. All right? Um, I... Once heard a story at Promise Keepers. It was it was called the Pillar Story. That the church is held up by pillars, and each one of us is a pillar. But unfortunately, in most churches, there's a few pillars using all their strength to hold the building up and do all the work. The rest of the pillars are caterpillars crawling in and out. So. Imagine if each one of those caterpillars decided to use the gift and become one of the pillars that holds the church up. Eventually, what happens? More and more of us are using our gifts, which is the way it's supposed to be, and the church gets stronger and stronger. And it's not about us, and it's not about saying, look how good I am, I'm using my gift. It's all about giving glory to God, honoring Him, and being an example to the community of a church that's really doing what God has them to do, and that's using our gifts. That's it. That's the encouragement. Use your gifts. Thank you, brother. Corey.
You have a gripping one because I, we want to hear more from you too, you know. But yes, I trust you. It's like 11:29, so let's roll. Who's I have four pages in my Bible back there, by the way. Um, this is what I sense the Lord wanting me to share this morning. Uh, it's out of 1 Peter 5. Um, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward each other. Waiting for it to change to the next page. Okay, I'm turning around. For God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. There's one more. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. Casting all your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. Okay, so I could talk for a long time right now, but I'm not going to. Um, he cares for each one of us individually in this room. It's uh, this casting of our anxiety on the Lord is a big deal for us as Christians. As mature Christians in this faith walk journey, the hardest thing is probably doing this. Taking it and casting it on him and saying, I trust you, I depend on you, I rest in you. All the things that I'm bringing, feeling, wanting, desiring, hurting from, all of that. He sits and he just, at the end of the whole passage, he says, I care for you. That's it. That's a joke. That was a joke. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask the, uh, the servers to come. We're going to distribute the cup, and uh, I'm going to pray. We're going to have the team start singing, so we'll sing along while we're distributing, okay? And we're going to be a couple minutes over, but uh, we're going to trust God that as soon as we're done, all the people with children will run. No, walk down the stairs to get their kids. Because I always remember that because I have a wife that's working down there with some of your friends. And she says, remember, we're down there <laughs> serving. Let's pray. You are at work here, God. Thank you. Please don't stop. Holy Spirit, quicken to each heart in the room if they have never put their trust in you that they need to. Those of us who have trusted you, that we would cast our anxieties upon you and that we would offload our sins, which is why um, you shed your blood that is represented in this cup so that we can be clean and have a clear conscience. To go to bed tonight with a clear conscience. What a wonderful gift. Thank you, King Jesus, for your shed blood. In your great name, amen.
it's hard to applaud when you have the cup in your hand. Let's pray. The old song God says, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul rejoice. Take joy, my king, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. May it be so this morning, Lord. May you have been pleased as we've lifted up your name and worshiped Jesus, Messiah, Lord of all. To the king and to his kingdom. There is a king. Amen. Amen. And God bless. And go get your children.